When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. And what is going on, everyone? Welcome to a very unique and different episode of the House Hall Brawl podcast. Starting right at the top, we're recording right in the middle of a tornado warning. So you're going to hear some sirens, crazy winds, rain in the background. We had some fun. We're all safe, just to let you all know. Um, we talk about sports. The NFL is kicking off a month from today, uh, Monday, August 10th. You're going to hear this on Wednesday, August 12th. Uh, the Big Ten and Pac-12 cancel their seasons, what this means for the rest of the uh, college football and, uh, format and uh, what it means for big, big, player, big name players like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and company. Also, we're going to talk about the Blackhawks um, defeating the Oilers moving on. Uh, we're going to discuss some Bear stuff, fantasy outlook for the Bears, uh, the House Hall Brawl podcast ran a poll. Um, Baker and Mitch, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to introduce a new segment. We're going to rank our big board of Girl Scout cookies. And, of course, ending off the show, Ryan's going to drop some insight or some knowledge and make you a better person in Ryan's Corner. So without further ado, a new episode of the House Hall Brawl podcast coming right to your headphones. Let's get started. This is Jeff Joniak, and you're listening to the Hattis Hall Brawl Podcast, brought to you by the Brawl Network. Yeah, I heard that. Did you hear that? Oh, it's yeah, going down. Uh, we're in a tornado warning. All right, are you ready to go? We're going to get this rolling. Uh, if it's a ready, legit Andy? tornado warning, I'm trying to bail. Minutes. I got 25 minutes. Mind. Let's go. For three, two, and... Welcome to another episode of the House Hall Brawl Podcast. You hear it in the background. We are recording right now live in the middle of a tornado warning. The sirens are on. The, uh, the wind bear- is insane. This is, uh, we are, um, to set the mood, it's dark. I don't have any lights on in the room. So, you know, Blake's got his. Yeah. I got my window open here so you can kind of see back there. Uh, you know, if a tree branch comes in and impales me, that'll be pretty good for content here. So, you know, that'll be, that'll be wild. Hopefully I don't die. Hopefully it's just like an arm, you know. That would be nice to uh, get some clicks. I'm watching, but I'm watching Blake. I'll, I'll let you know. You, Danny's got my back. Even for yeah. Colorado, Danny's got my back. I love yep. it. I got you. Baby. Danny, how's the weather there? Is it, is it sunny? Like 85, 90 and sunny. I got no, not a cloud in the sky. I mean, I'm in my fucking basement again, but like I can see out of the little windows down here. It looks real nice outside. So not as entertaining for me as it is for you guys. I hear yeah. the sirens in the very, back. Very entertaining. Lots going on here. I also didn't even introduce you guys. So as always, my co-host joining me, my right-hand man, the man, the myth, the legend, Danny Corkin, you can find him on Twitter at Danny Corkin. He's back from his hiding from the Cardinals <laughs> and baseball and the Cubs being good. And as uh, always, joining me, my man, my left hand man, Blake Hanetho, on Twitter at Blake Hanetho. You guys follow him there. Our producer at Ryan Burden is going to be joining us soon. He's coming home from work. He is also, um, actually, I don't think he's in this warning, but um, yeah, me and Blake are experiencing some pretty crazy weather right now. So we're having some fun with that. Um, when I say fun, just like watching over our shoulders. Yeah. Well, don't um, say we don't do anything for you listeners because here we are putting it on middle, for you guys in the middle, middle of a tornado warning, man. In the middle of a tornado warning out here recording. Absolutely. Got to get that content out. But um, also keeping on the weather, making you guys just if you guys are worried, we're going to we're all safe. We're all OK. Uh, we're going to have some fun <laughs> recording here. Um, but, you know. To start off, we've got a, a jam-packed show, as, as usual, uh, starting at the NFL. Um, guys, we're a month away. We're a month away from the NFL kickoff. 
how are we feeling? I mean, it just it seems like it's so far away, but it's get like I feel like we just some of our brawl accounts just started the hundred day countdown. So we're like right there, thirty two yeah. days away. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks a little bit. Like, you know, I'm ready for football and I'm excited for the season to start, but it feels like we're kind of limping into the start of the season, oh, yeah. uh, especially, you know, for, for fans, for us, like trying to come up with stuff to talk about every week. Usually we have such an inside look at training camp and you have such an understanding of all the storylines, what's going on on such a day-to-day basis because the beat writers are there, they're covering it, there's podcasts, there's just so much information. And this year, because things are so different we have nothing i mean the bears haven't even started padded practice yet and it's august 10th so we're in i think they start august 17th i think we'll talk about that a little bit more but i mean it's it's really weird and it's just kind of like you know it's gonna start but it also doesn't really feel like football season yet yeah and usually around this time it starts feeling closer and more and more like football season especially since at this time we'd be going to training camp Mm -hmm. and watching these guys practice and we're not now and it's weird because like yeah i mean we only see pictures that the bears post that's it right Uh, and like the hall of fame game is supposed to be like this past sunday so we would have i mean not that the hall of fame game is a thrilling game to watch but it also kind of gives you that little like tease of football because you got the nbc broadcast you got the nbc uh like the graphics up on the screen al michaels chris collinsworth it makes you feel like it's a fall sunday night so it's like you kind of have that to like as your primer for the preseason. And even though it's not great football, it's still exciting to like kind of be that like waving the flag saying, hey, football season's here. Yeah. And we don't sure. really have that. Yeah. And, and you know, I think one thing, if you think about it, one thing that contributed to I think um, they're going to be pretty good to go here. The NFL, um, honestly, and I hate to say this, but I think the, the MLB and how they've messed up with individual teams um shed a lot of light on a lot of things and i think the nfl is taking even more precautions i've seen multiple players uh be quoted on how they weren't sure about it before and then they came into the you know their their perspective buildings and super safe so i think the nfl is doing all that they can um and now with the ncaa and we'll go right into that i mean now you have the ncaa potentially um, canceling everything in the fall. And, and if that happens, that would open up so many avenues for the NFL. You could play games on Saturday, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can space these games out so these teams don't have to worry about you know contamination, especially if there's multiple teams in one city at one time. Um, I'm going to jump in here because we, we've ahead. been going for like five minutes and I haven't had a chance to talk. That's true. A, that is true. A couple of things that I want to defend myself on for our, our listeners. Oh, yeah. Dan, Dan, you guys. We didn't even give Danny a chance to defend him on uh, the Cardinals. I did not go dark because the Cardinals, A, contracted COVID and it ran rampant through their clubhouse. <laughs> nor did I go dark because the Cubs were good. I do want to declare I was the only person on this podcast that picked the Cubs to win the division, that consistently talks about how good the Cubs should be and could be. Um, your boy Kimbrell still sucks, but the Cubs are rolling. I'm it, oh Blake, those trees are starting to sway. Dude, I am looking back there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep <laughs> looking back there. I've just got to look <laughs> over my shoulder, make sure <laughs> I'm still good. Just creep towards Blake. Yeah. <laughs> so for everyone listening at home, I got a clear view of Blake's uh, bedroom window, and I'm I'm basically the the gatekeeper here to make sure that the tree doesn't go through the window and kill Blake. But uh, no, I'm totally right. The Cubs are good. The Cubs should be good. Now the pitching has been a bit a bit more lights out than you guys probably expected it to be. Um, but that lineup is tough. The Cardinals did, in fact, contract this uh, the virus. Um, a lot of rumors out there. I don't quite know what to believe. But, you know, the virus is working the way through the Cardinals clubhouse, the way that it works its way through the system. One person gets it, then three get it, then six get it, then nine get it. So I don't know how the Cardinals are going to come back. I don't know what they're going to do. There's no way they can make up this many games. They had the – when they canceled the, the Cubs series – now they've canceled the upcoming series. So now they got to make up all these games in, in such a short period of time. So my suspicion is that the Cardinals are just out. They're going to treat it like spring training, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, you know, the yeah, Cubs it seems show. Like there's been like no talk on this either from the commissioner or anything about like what they're going to do with these lost games. It's been like two weeks now. And I don't think we've heard on what's going to happen with these lost games. Like, yeah. is he just, is who is it, Manfred? Is he just going to act like they didn't happen and just carry on with the season like i i I don't get it like you know like 
they can't shut the season down because two teams have, have been affected by this, right? Like it really would take like half the teams or, you know, big markets like the Cubs and Yankees and Red Sox to, and like the Dodgers to go down. I think if that was the case, like, you know, I think they're, they're desperate to get to, to the playoffs so they can get that TV money. Uh, we know that, but if there's anything, if there, I guess my point in all this is like, if there's lessons learned, the NFL better be figuring this out. Like, to your point, like we're seeing college football conferences back out, two major ones, right? I mean, uh, Big Ten not 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 uh, having a season, Pac-12, like that does open the door up for like NFL Saturdays, NFL Fridays, if they wanted to do that more, you know, they take some of these games off of local networks and put them out into other markets. Like, they, you know, they, they certainly have a chance to make as much money as possible if they can be the only fall sport dominating the, 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 the networks. So... I'm kind of hopeful for that. But to you, another thing I'll say is like, it is weird. It doesn't seem like football's here. There's no spring, tra- there's no, not spring training. There's no, there's no camp talk, right? We're getting a little bit of content here and there, but like you, you guys would be there now with your phones, ca- you know, capturing content, doing interviews, um, you know, posting out shit that's going on at, 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 at camp. And like, it just doesn't feel like it. And I think there's also an element of like, people are a little suspicious about this actually happening. Like this season actually happening. Yeah, so like, people are scared people to be are, optimistic. They're, they're hard. You know, like for me, like I was even like when baseball started, I was kind of one foot in one foot out. Cause like, I didn't want to get super invested and then have what happened happen. Like three weeks yeah. later, the Cardinals have only played four games. I've only got to watch four fucking games when sports <laughs> have returned. So like for me, like I think there might be a little bit of element of that of people being a little nervous about like diving all in and getting their football gear out and getting the flags out and getting the you know the tailgate stuff out because there still is a chance that the season may not happen. But it is crazy. It's only four weeks away. It's going to be before we know it, and we don't know who our we don't even know who our quarterback is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, and I don't think we will. I mean, we can probably strongly presume that it's Mitch Trubisky, but. We'll get into that. Um, so on top of the NFL and, and and NFL kicking off soon, there's also the the sad news that we touched on a little bit of college football uh, really hanging on by a thread right now. Uh, the Pac-12 and Big Ten have canceled their seasons, and many players are speaking out. Um, a couple of OSU guys, I think I saw Justin Fields, Chris Olave, um, Tyler Lawrence, or Trevor Trevor Lawrence as well. Um, all voicing their concerns. Uh, I think I've seen like petitions circle around. Trevor is a huge advocate for playing on social media right now. Um, so this is an interesting time that we're in. And, you know, I was talking about it on the Brawl Network podcast, which is launching uh, this week. But, um, you know, it, it opens up it opens up doors to have discussions about a players union in college. I know it's hard to fathom that, especially when they're not making money. But, uh, as they, as more and more college players start getting paid, it's going to start happening more and more as uh, states start legalizing that. Um, you know, you got to develop a players union. You can't cancel the season without talking to them anymore. Um, so I don't know, Blake. Well, I don't know how you feel about something about a a union, a group, or something about these guys coming in and um, you know instead of the the NCAA making decisions themselves, they're going to have to consult the players. Yeah, I, I do. In the sense, I like that players are speaking out because it does feel like there has been kind of a shift in power because you're starting to see players that are they can start making money off their likeness now in college sports. And now they're being able to voice their concerns about all this. And, you know, it, it kind of feels like there might be a power shift there where the players may be getting more power now in college football. But at the same time, like I really understand both sides. Like Trevor Lawrence, I thought, made some really good points when he was talking about it. You know, football is a safe haven. That's what he talked about. A lot of people that are on teams in Division One football, Division Two, that play sports, they go to their schools to get away from the situations at home. And they may have situations at home where social distancing isn't there. They don't have access to proper medical uh, treatment. So this is kind of – I get what he's saying there. But at the same time, like, it's, it's such an interesting situation because there are – it's very hazardous to play a season right now because you got to think how many people are on a college football team, including staff, uh, medical staff, players, you know, and think about then their their reach and all the people that they interact with on a day to day basis. So it's like it's really hard to pull off. And I don't think they've had enough time to really figure that out here because nobody really had a plan in place. There hasn't really been an overarching leadership that said, hey, this is how we can do it. Like, you know, they're, like the NBA did it, um, but they also were able to pay their players. It's a 
it's way different in college where these guys aren't getting paid. So it's like, it's weird. I understand both sides and the players want to play and you can see that. And only, I think somebody said, I don't know where I saw this, but out of all division one athletes, I think only like 50 or so athletes decided to opt it out in foot in football. So, I mean, a overwhelming majority of players want to play. It's just a matter of schools and conferences being able to get it done. And I, I just think there's too many, like too much logistics that goes into trying to put something like this together to really do it the right way. Yeah. And, and it, it's, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it's hard to talk about because like, we don't know, like guys want to play, but then again, it's very dangerous. Well, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's very, very different to do. So for Trevor Lawrence. A- yeah, who's like right. the quarterback at Clemson? Who's a, I mean, even if he doesn't play this year, he's the number one pick next and, year. Well, and Clemson versus Clemson, the quarterback you, for like Toledo. Like yeah, it's but you can very also different. Think Clemson has the money to keep these guys safe. What is a exactly. lower end division exactly. school without as much money going to be able to do? Not much. Right. And right. It's very. It's that's the difference between professional and college. I mean, you have you though know, those big time schools who are going to be able to Danny's favorite SSC, SEC boys who. Um, you know, they're going to be able to protect themselves, but then these schools who don't have the budget, it's going to be way less. So, I don't know. The other thing is going to be interesting is that you're going to start to see a lot of the schools talk about how much money they're going to lose by not having the NFL or, or the college football season. And, like, that's going to fuel the fire of, like, putting a monetary value to what these college players, mm-hmm. like, actually earn and what, like, like their, their, their monetary value to the school. Like, that will be interesting to see how that shakes out because I saw some tweet earlier about Scott Frost and Nebraska mentioned they're going to lose out on, like, $110 million this year by just not having home games or something. And it's like, well, now those players are going to sit around and say, oh, shit, like, we're worth that much money or that's our value to this university. I mean, again, I, I, yeah, I think talking about unionizing is going to be really, really hard, but you know, like they, you know, it, it's certainly an important part of the economy. I don't think people would be paying as much attention if it wasn't. Um, and obviously, you know, just the economy with where it's at right now to lose that on, 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 the, on, on the TV revenue that these, that these conferences have and, you know, what this, you know, how much. How, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How important the this, this sport is to these schools. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but... If anything, it just shows you how serious, serious this fucking thing is. Like, to cancel college football, which is a massive part of our culture, our society, economy, yeah. society. Like, for them to make that call, like, there's going to be some towns – like, there's going to be some small towns in Iowa that are crushed yeah. because they don't have oh, – yeah. they don't there's, have there's a lot of football small towns going to take huge hits from this, for sure. Absolutely. It's very – Especially when you think about, like, the yeah. Big Ten, the schools that – like, where, yeah. where these schools are located and the communities that – that 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 are a part of these teams and organizations and schools and whatever like it's 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 not good for us right now yeah, for sure it's it's tough and it's something to keep an eye on it'll be interesting as more and more players speak out um and kind of see how the ncaa reacts obviously guys are gonna be going to the board trying to uncancel the seasons but it looks like right now the ncaa is hanging on by a thread so definitely keep up uh, keep an eye on that we'll be discussing that um as news comes down the podcast each week Okay, uh, some great news, some fantastic news, something I haven't felt in a long time, something we haven't experienced in a long time. The playoff, the Blackhawks win a playoff series, um, and, man, it was brought back a lot of awesome memories. That was awesome. I was so pumped. It was just a playing game, but, man, that was a good Oilers team, a really good Oilers team, and the Blackhawks really took it to them. Um, defeats you know the Oilers the 3-1, and they're playing the Las Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday. Go ahead, Danny. The best part about this was, like, cracking a beer – Knowing that you're in a, in a game that matters, like you're watching the game, it just you felt normal again. 
you felt like, okay, this is a clinching game. If they win this game on Friday, like they're in and they have a seed, like to grab a beer and to think like we're back. Like that's, <laughs> really, I know NHL was back. I took a couple pictures. I didn't even post them. I just took pictures. Cause like, that was the first time since I was like, yo, this is sick. This is sick. Yeah. I have not felt this feeling in a long time. Like it's one thing to like hear Chelsea dagger and like to watch the guys play. It's another to like, feel like you're a part of like a playoff atmosphere where you win and you advance, like, Friday night was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching that hockey game. Uh, I'm very much a bandwagon Blackhawks fan, um, but I need this. I think we, we accept got, you. Thank you. But, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I mean, what a, what, a fun, what, a, what a fun series. They got a tough matchup coming up now, though, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crawford plays like he did, though. I think uh, they're going to have a chance. But that I'll tell you, that second line, Cat. Uh, Kirby Doc and and Patrick Kane rolling, so they got to carry it into the Vegas Knights, who uh, since joining the league has been the the best, if not you know one of if not the best team in the NHL since they joined. So this is going to be a very tough team to beat because they're going to be looking for a Stanley Cup. Uh, they didn't get it last year; they were close last year. They didn't get it, so this is going to be a team that's going to be looking for uh, for that Stanley Cup. Um, the good thing is the Blues are gone, right? The Blues are gone. Um, the Penguins are gone. Uh, there are all these, like, obviously, Connor McDavid is gone. All these top teams, fives in Eastern and Western are gone. So just an awesome, the play-in series, the playoffs, NHL is doing a really good job right now. Very entertaining. Very fun to watch. Um, so you, this podcast will be aired when the Blackhawks play. So hopefully when I'm talking yeah. about this, the Hawks are already at one zip. But keep an eye on that. Uh, Going to be an awesome, great series we're looking forward to. Another thing to keep an eye on that is finally coming back. Hard Knocks is coming back on Tuesday, um, featuring both L.A. teams, the Rams and the Chargers. Um, get to see some new faces on both teams and uh, look at how they're how they're doing in camp. Obviously, everybody loves Hard Knocks. So um, something to look forward to out in L.A. this Tuesday. Again, th- as the weeks go on, you're just going to get more and more sports. So now you have Hard Knocks and then you have obviously the you have Hard Knocks and then you have the Hawks after at 930 and then you have. Uh, the Cubs are getting their series back. Shout out Cardinals. Couldn't watch any sports this weekend. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, sports are coming back. Sport going to be another awesome sports week. So um, just keep an eye on Hard Knocks for you. And then uh, obviously the Hawks are going to be entering a great series that we're going to be covering as uh, on this podcast as well as that goes. Um, all right, Danny's got to hop out soon, but before we do, we're going to dive right into some Bears news. Uh, going to be, I can already sense, boys, especially with the tornado warning, this is going to be a around 30-minute podcast, which is perfect for you guys who are just chilling at home, wanting to clean, throw on a podcast, and get some work done. Uh, this podcast will be perfect for you, and I'll probably put that in the intro, too, when I record that. But <laughs> basically, you know, the Bears, there's very quiet on the training camp front, just seeing a lot of photos. We talked about it last week. James Daniels looks massive. Um, these guys look good. Khalil Mack looks ready to go. A lot of guys are out there hungry and, and, uh, ready to prove people wrong. I saw the new guys was the photo ops. Jimmy Graham had his photo op. I saw Darnell Mooney. Um, so those gifs I'm sure will be hitting Twitter soon. Um, which we're really excited about. Um, but from that, I mean, there isn't much to talk about in terms of current news. So let's dive into some fantasy football. I mean, I just, um, Blake was nice enough to welcome me into his league for the first time and easily took the Madden <laughs> tournament. He, he took all the teams, the fantasy teams for last year, put them on Madden rosters and simmed them out. And they, we played a round-robin tournament, and my team was, good, was, was really good, dominated in the playoffs and won. Um, so he, that was, that was, that was a fun thing to, uh, to do. So yeah, which is Blake. bullshit. Cause I finished in last. So yeah, that was wet. you got screwed. I oh yeah, dude. It, it was a little bit rough. Uh, we won our first game out there, but, uh, the next three dropped them all lost to Austin along the way. Uh, his team pretty much dominated the whole time. I just kind of was told, <laughs> Hey, you have this team this is your team. And <laughs> yeah. Like, and it worked out for you. And all right, had McCaffrey and looks like you might have him again this year. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's true. She, <laughs> too straight man um yeah so that was fun but you know right into fantasy we're really especially with covid and and you know, i've been talking to some of the fantasy guys about this but it's going to be a weird weird year for sports and that includes fantasy football and you could draft some guy in the seventh round and he could be a top 20 player so you know we're going to be looking at kind of who on the bears is going to be a really good fantasy option a solid fantasy option yeah. As you know, on the Bears is only a few. But 
starting right off the bat, Blake, on either of these quarterbacks, are you taking a shot on either of these guys? Are you waiting late to drop a bat, drop a bat, draft a backup, and then go with one of these guys? There is absolutely no chance that I draft one of the Bears quarterbacks this year. Because I, I, I mean, first of all, we still don't even know who's actually going to be the starter, right? I mean, yeah, we do. It's well, like, I mean, well, it's going to be Mitch probably to start here, but like. We're not expecting Mitch to light it up to the point where we're like, hey, you got to have him in fantasy. And then Nick Foles. Nick Foles doesn't particularly excite me in fantasy either. Unless he plays like he did when he won the Super Bowl. True. I'm really high on on Foles. Well, then you better hope Mitch sucks and and Trubisky takes his spot because I don't think Nick's starting. I I, just, I, don't, I don't think know. he's starting. I, I, I'm going to change my tune. I think a while ago I definitely had to take that Foles was going to be QB1 starting week one, but I think he's at a business, he just, just, he's at a disadvantage, right? I mean, he, is, he hasn't had many reps with the ones. He doesn't know. I mean, yes, this is you know a, a same style of offense that he's used to, but it's still not the playbook. It's not what Nagy wants. It's, you know, so it's going to be, he's at a disadvantage for sure, and I do think Mitch will probably start week one, but I think once you give Foles some reps, I think that they're not fucking around this year. Like, I think you have a receiving core that's ready to, to, to bust out. I think you have, you know, they brought in, they brought in, um, what's his name? D. LaFlip, D. I think they just built this thing around Foles being ready to go. And, and maybe I'm pleasantly surprised, you know, we, we are a Mitch podcast and through the good and bad, um, love to see Mitch thrive. And, and I'd love to be wrong about this, but I, I think, I think Foles is going to be taking over the reins once they get into a couple of weeks in. And, and I think he's going to have a really good season. I think he's going to bring the best out in Allen Robinson. I think he's going to really help Anthony Miller, um, grow and develop. And I think they're going to be able to do some of the things that Nagy has wanted to do the last couple of years that he just hasn't been able to 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 make happen with Mitch as, as quarterback. Yeah. So I wouldn't sleep on those guys. I, I I think you a you'll get them both for cheap. I don't think anyone's going through right now picking Mitch or picking Foles as their as their fantasy quarterbacks. But I keep an eye on them early on in the season, especially Mitch, or especially Foles. All right, what about um, what about from the receiving core? Right, how about how about from the running back spot? David Montgomery looks to be the bell cow this year. And obviously didn't have a great year last year. Um, and then you have Tariq Cohen, who they're going to be looking to get involved in the short passing game, a little bit more screens, uh, jet sweeps, things like that. Are you taking a shot at either of these guys? Blake, I'll go over to you. Are you taking a shot at Montgomery or Cohen, especially late? I mean, those could be some high-value guys, low risk. I am probably waiting on Tariq Cohen. I think you could probably find a lot of guys that have a little bit more value than him because I think he probably is pretty inconsistent. Uh, might not get a ton of carries, maybe some catches. So if you're looking for PPR, half PPR, that kind of thing, Tariq Cohen may be a solid pickup at some point, but not like an every week starter. Uh, Montgomery, on the other hand, I think, as Austin said, I mean, he is the undisputed bell cow this year. So he is going to be the guy getting the rock. He might be getting some catches too. So I think out of sheer volume, David Montgomery is a guy that you can pick up and potentially start at your flex or your RB2 kind of thing. So, I mean, I still, there's a lot of guys I feel like I like more just because Montgomery, we don't know how the offensive line is going to look. We don't know how Montgomery is going to be after a slow start last year. So I, I think that he is a solid pick, but he's not a home run pick by any means. Yeah. Dan, you want to take it away before you go? Yeah, last thing before I go, I did read that Montgomery's weight is down and his body fat's down. Yeah. So wow, guys going hey, super saiyan. Guys take guys taking it pretty seriously. I'm a big Montgomery fan. I think he was just kind of fucked up last year from just a really rough offense. Offensive line was tough. I think they got into a little, a little bit of turmoil, obviously, with just some negative stuff around the offense in, in general, which is hard to thrive in that kind of environment. So uh, I'm high on Montgomery. I think he still is going to be a really good running back and and hopefully some of the adjustments they've made in the offseason are going to let him at least put, put, better, you know, put better stats out there. But um, great vision. Can, can, he can move. Um, still excited about him. So, all right, boys, I got to go. Hey. Guys, all right, Danny, right-hand man. We'll catch you next week. You guys stay safe. I'm, I'm, I, I can't watch your window. I got, I got him now. I got him now. Austin's got me. Yeah, as long as someone's got me. Windy, <laughs> Take care, Danny. All right, Danny's gone, just me and Blake. Ryan, no idea, but you know what? We're going to we're gonna close it strong here. Um, so, yeah, fantasy, I mean, Montgomery, Cohen, uh, 
I would lean definitely lean Montgomery if you're going to go someone. Um, if the line can figure it out, David Montgomery could have a really good productive fantasy football season. I think he could have a really good productive fantasy yeah. football season. Um, but I don't know. It's just give or take. It's really it's how much they get uh, Conan involved and how much they trust David Montgomery with the offense. That's what it's going to come down to. So maybe best bet here would be pick him up late or wait on the waiver wire, um, pick him up before the season, keep, keep an eye on camp, keep an eye on reports, see how he's looking, and then maybe make your move there or take a chance, see how the season goes. Um, I want to also talk about receivers. Um, there's two that I would say. I would say A-Rob. You know, you're going to get A-Rob um, probably third or fourth round there. But Anthony Miller is someone that you can get probably in the sixth or seventh round, maybe even later. Um, and who can provide tremendous upside. So, you know, again, Blake, I'm coming back to you. Like, do do you take a chance on Anthony Miller? Like, again, there's other guys out there. Um, like, you know, ex- for example, um, Emmanuel Sanders is in New Orleans. He'll be, you know, he's an option that you can pick up as like a wide receiver three. Um, th- there's other options out there who are going to be ranked higher than Miller, who are going to be around Miller, who are going to be a little better. If you're looking for a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, are you taking a shot with Anthony Miller? Or are you, are you kind of waiting to do the same thing with Montgomery? I like Anthony Miller a lot this year. I think Anthony Miller is a guy who's a very good football player, but unfortunately due to inconsistent quarterback play, he hasn't really gotten his chance to shine. And, you know, he had his own problems too. He's had a banged up shoulder. He always hasn't been in the right spot on plays, but Anthony Miller I really do believe in the talent, and I'm buying the hype on him. Um, and I also think if Nick Foles is the quarterback, this is a guy that loved to throw down into that slot role to Nelson Aguilar. And I think Anthony Miller is a much better player than Nelson Aguilar. So I think if Nick Foles is the Bears quarterback, I think we're going to see a ton of Anthony Miller, and that'll be huge for the offense because that takes the focus out of uh, off of Allen Robinson, who I still think is a good player. I think it's a little bit scary with Bears wide receivers anyway just because of inconsistent quarterback play. I mean, that any team that has inconsistent quarterback play, you got to be wary of those offensive players. But I, I love Anthony Miller this year. I think he's a really good value to get in the later rounds, and I – I truly believe that he's a guy that you could see break out for in a thousand yard season, you know, in seven plus touchdowns, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, to combat that argument that you just laid out there, Ryan, just, just like they tagged each other in. Yeah. Ryan's now in and he's ready to roll Ryan with that a plus analysis insight that you give us on a week to week basis. How do you feel about Anthony Miller in a fantasy draft, are you taking a chance on him or are you going to wait and pick him up on the waiver wire? Uh, I'm pretty notorious in fantasy leagues for favoring Bears players who other people... I totally see you doing that too. <laughs> I, won, I won a bunch of games back in the day with Josh McCown because nobody wanted him. So that's you had my Josh claim McCown to fame. on your football team? On your fantasy football team, you had Josh McCown. Yeah, you remember that game against Dallas that he went off and got 54 points? I picked him uh, up that yeah. day. Offensive player of the week that week too. Mm-hmm. Jesus. How do you I mean, like- I, I would take him. I, I think – I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here. We could be I like, think, would Ryan take – Ryan, would you take Caleb Haney in your fantasy draft? And he would say absolutely. Uh, <laughs> man, it depends on what year. What scheme are we running? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Who's the coach? Who's hurt Who's that coach? week? Who's the Mike coach? Martz. You taking him? I'm not playing fantasy if we, if we have Mike Martz because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any Bears players. Yeah, definitely out on that. Um, all right, so quarterback, running back, wide receiver um, – I guess real quick, Ryan, is there anyone you take a ch- other than Allen Robinson, is there anyone you take a chance on in this offense, or would you kind of just how, uh, how, how are you feeling about this offense in terms of fantasy purposes and fantasy production? All right, let me let me think for a second. I maybe is like a waiver wire type of pick. Uh, maybe pick up Cole Komet. Uh, because who knows, maybe him and Trubisky have some chemistry. And also, uh, maybe David Montgomery. I don't know. Those seem like two sleeper OP picks that could possibly do a little something, something. A little something, something. A little something, something. A little something, something. Great I'm beer, not, actually. I like Montgomery. You guys ever had a little something, something? No, mm. I haven't. Never so had it's from Lagunitas. It's Chicago Brewery. Great beer. Ooh, I love Lagunitas. Some, some. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Um, but all right. So the last part, the last thing we'll talk about before moving on. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fantasy football wise is the biggest lock on the Bears. If you can get it, get it. It's that Bears defense. It'll be a top five producing uh, fantasy defense again this year. I think defenses are going to fare way better than offensive this, offensive this year with COVID and everything, uh, to be honest with you. Defenses could be more prepared, uh, more settled into their systems than the offenses are going to be, uh, especially with all the, you know, another thing we didn't talk about, all these new faces at behind center at these different NFL teams, th- there's going to be some struggling vets this year, in my opinion. There's going to be yeah. some seasoned vets that change teams that are just going to struggle. Yeah. So, I, uh, Austin, you hit it like, perfectly there. Offenses, like they rely on being able to get into a rhythm yeah. and know their identity, and they've had no time. To prepare, so I, I totally agree with you that teams are going to come struggling out of the gate. Yeah, and Blake, I'm almost about to ask you to watch over my shot. <laughs> this tree is going insane. Really, yeah. man, Holy is it getting pretty bad there? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it looks okay where Blake is, but it, the wind it's, has definitely picked up where I am. And we started I'm, off, Ryan. The way we, Ryan, you totally missed it. the way we started off was pretty cool. Uh, the si- the bear siren on our intro carried right into the live show as their live sirens were going off. Place <laughs> yeah. background. So nice. It was, it was oh, so y'all have tornado fun. warnings going on right now. Oh yeah. yeah there's yeah. a siren right by the school in my back, like in my backyard here, and that it was blaring pretty good. Yeah. Oh man, uh, that shit freaks me out now. After that tornado hit earlier this year, I'm hoping y'all are. Y'all are okay. We'll keep it posted. I'm sure we'll be fine. We're, we're, we're doing what we can for the, for the pod. Um, Fuck the weather. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it, Mama Earth. I didn't mean it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, back to what we were saying. I mean, you know, like, like Danny said, uh, like I was talking about, it, it's, you know, the defenses are something. You know, if you want to hop on that Bears defense early, I, I'd say go for it in terms of fantasy. That's going to be your uh, most trusted lock uh, in terms of Bears fantasy football. Bears have really never been a fantasy football team Anyways, I mean, Matt Cutler, whoa, Matt Forte, Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Those were like probably some of the top fantasy guys that you could have gotten during those times. Yeah, that was definitely uh, Bears fantasy. Bears peak in fantasy was those years for sure. Sling and Jay, if anything. Hey, what about, uh, fantasy. what about Ted Ginn this year? What do y'all think of Ted Ginn? Uh, Guess of the pod. Oh, I I'm mean, stick. taking him first round. That's my boy. First overall, I'm going to take him. Nah, but uh, for for real, I would probably stay away from him unless he produces big time because he'll be a deep ball threat. So he'll he'll be one of those those guys where like Ryan puts him in his lineup and then Ted Ginn has like 200 yards and three touchdowns, and mm-hmm. that's like the only game he has like a crazy game. It, we need to get like uh, we need to get back on the 2006 bandwagon where every first play of the game was a deep pass to Bernard Berrien, <laughs> and Rex Grossman would overthrow him 80 percent of the time. Yeah, uh, Jesus. But that 20 percent where he hit the pass was electric. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and it would help with fantasy is a lot. That'd be six seven points right there. Um, okay, so there's your fantasy outlook for the Bears. Not too much to look forward to on the offensive side. I, best recommendation is just to kind of hold off on Bears players if you're playing in a big money league and wait. Until and if they start performing, then go out and try to pick them up off the waiver wire because I'm sure a lot of them will be there. Um, but if you want to take chances, I'd say go for Montgomery and go for Miller if you're going to take some chances. All right, before we get into our new segment of this show, um, we are going to talk about our poll that we released this past week from the um, Hiles Hall Brawl Twitter handle. Um, triggered a lot of people, triggered a lot of fans. <laughs> and it was if you would rather have um, Baker Mayfield or Mitch Trubisky as the quarterback. And I'm not kidding. We had 654 votes, and it ended in a dead heat 50-50 tie, which is remarkable. Mitch was up 82% early, really early. He was just killing it. Um, and then I think other teams got their hands on it. But, um, yeah, it was quite the uh, – 
it was quite the poll. Lots of people there. So we're gonna we'll we'll have that little poll here. We'll live it out here. Uh, I'll start with you, Blake. Would you rather have Mitch or Bla- or uh, Baker? I gotta go Baker, man. I gotta go Baker. How could you? How could any? That was that poll was so great because like that, it, I mean, obviously all our listeners here. I don't think we have any Cleveland Brown fans listening to a Bears podcast here, but it, it was just so funny to watch like the meltdown where it was like so obvious, you know, that our the fans are going to vote Mitch Trubisky. And then you got all the Browns fans and everybody else coming in, just like piling on be like, wait a second. Like what is going on here? But no, I mean, Baker Mayfield, both of them have kind of had really poor years last year. Like I, like I don't think Baker Mayfield is like a bona fide superstar by any means, but you know, if you're taking a swing on one of those guys right now, I feel like you gotta go Baker. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to echo that. Um, Obviously, I love Mitch's work ethic and everything. And people be like, oh, Baker's attitude is so terrible. Um, I love the confident, cocky attitude. Uh, that's what a team needs in their leader sometimes. Um, you know, and he, he address, he's a, I think he's a great leader. Uh, he's, he, I, I'm sure he reminds a lot of people of Johnny Manziel, but he's just so different in the way he presents himself off the field and what he does um, in terms of being a leader. Uh, and, and he has uh, – when I was having this debate with someone, this is where it kind of is different with Mitch. Mitch – has never had that crazy, crazy good game where you're like, okay, okay, this is really good, and then followed it up with an okay game. Like he has one really good game, and then he'll he'll be bad for the next five. So my thing is Baker has put it together uh, on streaks before. He's shown that he can sling the ball and be a great, great quarterback when he has the the uh, really good um, supporting pieces. So I think I think Baker is more upside than Mitch. I'm going to lean Baker, but, um, you know, if Mitch is our guy this year, of course I'm always going to root Mitch. So, yeah, okay. Ryan, pass but also, okay, but also imagine if Mitch Trubisky had OBJ and Jarvis Landry okay. and that tight end that they had. He had, they have he had all now. of those. Yeah, and who's their Nick Chubb? Hey, Nick back? Chubb and Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no reason that they didn't produce top five offense last year besides that Baker Mayfield – just didn't produce. So to be fair, they had an absolute clown as their offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's true. their head coach. I'm sorry, their head coach. Their head who was calling plays. Who I heard from people. So I have a buddy whose father knows the Browns offensive coordinator from last year pretty well, and I, I heard things how. Freddie Kitchens basically didn't have like full on game plans like going into the games. Like he would scrap game plans and just do his own thing once it got game time. And he would make up plays on the fly that they hadn't even repped before. And this is, I mean, and Freddie Kitchens too, he was just a guy completely out of his element too. Cause I mean, he went from a QB coach to an offensive coordinator, an interim offensive coordinator to becoming a head coach by the next year. So he, it was just a guy that was clearly completely out of his element. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it just uh yeah. So we'll see what happens when he has a much uh, okay, better level headed coach on his but side. But still, a broken clock tells the right time twice a day. You know what I mean? Well, the Browns still won like six or seven games. So technically Okay, I I'll count that as <laughs> twice twice right a day. I'll count that. <laughs> twice right twice right a day. But yeah, I mean you know, Baker's got the far better weapons and we'll see what he does with it this year, but um yeah, I think each of the three years, Baker's had a better year than Mitch, or each of the two years. So, um, and I'll take Baker right now, but I know a lot of Mitch stands are going to go for Mitch. I, I'm, you know, I'm rooting for Mitch. He's on our team. I'm hoping for him. But if I had to choose with a gun to my head, I got to go Baker. And I know Ryan goes Mitch. I know, you know, Blake's going uh, Baker as well. But I mean, it's a tough pull, honestly. If you really break it down, it's really tough to choose between those two guys. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, Baker has his moments, too, where he looks really, really bad. So with that, that's being our Bears news. We're going to get into our last couple segments of the day. Um, we got a new segment. Then we got our big board of Girl Scout cookies. And then we've got our favorite. This is like becoming this is going to become my favorite segment. Ryan's Corner. Um, and then we're going to close out the show. So with that, introducing a new segment. And it's where we can just rant. We can vent. We can come here as a safe space and vent to each other and to you, our listeners. Um, and you can let us know what triggers you, too. You can agree with us. I can see people listening to this on the radio going like, yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so with that, our triggered segment. And that's where we're going to talk about um, things that really piss us off and really trigger us. And you can do it. You can do specific things, general topics, whatever. So. Blake, who is the creator of this segment, we'll start off with you. 
Um, what is your first trigger segment? What is your first right. thing that triggers you for this segment? So I, I got a personal story here. Uh, as we've talked in the past, I am currently a waiter at Egg Harbor Cafe here in uh, Schaumburg. And so I had a gentleman here who came in early in the morning. You know, I'm still starting my day, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready for the day. Uh, he orders a side of grits. So, okay. I'm like, okay, he wants some grits. He gets the grits. Uh, he then asked me, he's like, hey, is there any way I can get some steamed milk? to make my grits a little bit more creamy. And I'm like, you know what? Sure, sure. I have no problem with this. So you know what I do? I go get a little bit of milk, and then I, I steam it up for him. I bring it back to this guy, and he ate all the grits. All the grits were gone. So I brought him steamed milk for absolutely no reason. I went to steam, like, a little four-ounce milk. Like, it was actually annoying because we have, like, a barista machine there. So, like, we can steam a ton of milk. But I had to get, like, the tiny little thing, put a little bit of milk in there, and hold it in the steamer. Just to bring him this little like four ounce thing of steamed milk, and he ate all the grits before I could even bring him the steamed milk. So that's what triggered me this past week because I steamed what? little four ounce milk for this guy's grits. What did he say when grits. you came back to him? He just said, I, "I don't need the milk anymore." Like, yeah, I could see that. I could, what? what like this fucking guy? I, How long were you yeah. gone? How long were you gone? I mean, probably a minute and a half, two minutes. Are you? And, he, are you and it's like, and the guy had, the guy had food too. Like two minutes. Yes, the guy had his own food too. So it's not like he had to start with the grits. Like he could have started with like the eggs, bacon, toast, whatever he wanted to. But this man had the grits, asked me for the milk to make his grits more creamy, and then proceeded to slam all the grits right away. I mean, are the grits like? Like top tier at this place oh. that you work at? Are they like god tier grits? Or are they like fantastic, but they're just grits. Mm. I mean, yeah, they're just grits. I wouldn't call them exceptional grits. Grits? How do you have exceptional grits without adding anything to them? Like grits they, are grits. Well, that's in dude. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I brought the milk and it was all gone, and he just looked up at me. He's like, Yeah, I don't, I don't need it. I'm like, Oh, okay, sure, all right. Like, question: <laughs> Do y'all put sugar in grits, or you put salt in grits? Neither. Maybe no, a little I, bit of cheese, but I'm not I'm not a huge grits fan. Huge like when I have, guy. I'll do cheese, but I'll hey, do butter, butter, salt, pepper, boom. If you put sugar in your grits, I don't respect you as a person. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's, Ryan's you probably, probably he hops on triggered. and he's coming for the All neck right, what's right now. Trigger putting sugar in grits. That's Ryan's trigger. <laughs> or putting <laughs> sugar in spaghetti. Wait, what the fuck? What? Who Where does that? Going. No, I don't, you're taking us down a road that I, we. That dude, this is a dark hole. This is a dark Welcome hole. Welcome to the south, man. I had a roommate one time that made us chicken alfredo for dinner one night and put sugar in it, and we eat, we were started we started eating it, and we were like, "Hey, Jr., uh, why is it sweet, man?" He was like, "Oh, I put some sugar in it." My grandma used to do that all the time, and I was like, uh, "Oh, okay, <laughs> okay." <laughs> I'll be making dinner for the next. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, so that's a really nice trigger segment. All right, mine is. Um, Oh, God, there's so many things. Uh, how do I talk about this without getting super specific? It's people that um, people that think that they're – basically, I think they're always right. And no matter how much you talk to them, um, they always think they're right. You can't reason with them at all. Like you cannot tell them anything and they will not change their mind. And then they, um, they just go on rampages and they – you know, they just – just crazy, really just people who essentially it's just someone who um, can't who basically can't be wrong. Basically, that's it. That's what triggers me this week. We had someone who, um, you know, I, I guess just in a group, got in an argument, left the group, screwed everybody in that group. And they didn't do anything to this kid. He left, um, deleted everything they worked on, everything they've worked for. And basically, um screwed him over and uh yeah it, it triggers me because those guys worked hard i know you know i know those guys well we talk often they work really hard and uh, i've dealt with that before blake you know this podcast guys who've been following me for a long time know i've dealt with some crazy people that are like that and it triggers me it brings back those bad memories that i've dealt with and um you know i tried to reach out to this dude and blocked everybody um so you know, they got to start from scratch, but at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're ready to bring back something that, that was way better before. So, um, you know, just things that trigger me, just people that just, I don't know, that don't have normal understanding of being compassionate person. It's just, you know, under, be empathetic, understand someone else's point of view and talk to them, man. This kid just like, didn't hear anyone's thing blew up and just destroyed everything they worked on. And it was just so sad to see, um, but we're ready to come back better than ever. 
for sure. Well, they are. They are. They're I got me triggered, dude. I'm triggered. Yeah, it you sucks. Know, you need like a hug and a beer, man. Like, suck. I mean, I what? Can, you need like a hug and a beer right now? Like, no, it didn't happen to me. Virtual either. hug. <laughs> you got. You guys know what it is. I mean, uh, the infamous David Prince. It reminded me of that whole situation. So we'll bleep that um, out. Post. Here's the bottom line: if if you guys are on Twitter, no, you don't have to bleep that out. He can hear me, and he can he can do whatever he wants. Um, he no uh, bleep that yeah. name. No yeah, freak yeah, out. Yeah. We don't say his name around here. No he he, he doesn't deserve the airtime. Right. <laughs> he, he he can deserve the airtime when it's a negative light towards him. Um, he uh, yeah. So so yeah. It just it just like pissed me off. These kids work so hard, and and this guy this kid just comes and ruins it because he's. Um, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what he did. Like it's so weird. I talked to these the other two guys, and it was just crazy. It pisses me off. But yeah, it's. Uh, bottom line: if you you're on Twitter and you see and you are you make a you know a crew a group whatever and you see there's red flags like take those red flags up because it could blow up in your face. That's what I've learned over the past couple of years. Um, but that's what that's triggers me. Right people there. that basically it's just people that can't be. Um, People that can't admit when they're wrong. That's really my my trigger this week. All right, Ryan, going over to you. All right. Well, first off, I have a non-serious one. It's uh, just Eastern time because most of the Blackhawks games were on at 1030 at night. What the hell is that? Yeah, that is both. And the one day they didn't do that was Friday. And I was like, oh, the one night that I can stay up because I don't have responsibilities tomorrow, you make it at a decent time. I see what you're doing, NBC. Uh, That really is worse, though. Those like West Coast games, because even like I, even for you on East Coast time zone, that's a whole nother level of bad. Because like, if it's one of those games, I specifically remember, I don't remember who they were playing, whether it was the Kings or the Sharks or whoever, maybe Vancouver a few years ago. But there was a game where they went to triple overtime, and the game started at nine thirty, bro. Like, people got shit to do. Yeah, it was probably I over I, like three a.m. Like, yeah, and it's it just like West. I, I feel you. That that gets me triggered too. Just thinking about it. All right, here's here's my actual triggered here and if i get if i get upset i'm just gonna take a breath and move on but okay i work at a at a university i do av tech and lab administration and i do fact i help the faculty and shit like that i sent out an email a month ago and i was like to every cs professor computer science professor i was like hey you got software that you need in the labs please email me with that software because I'm trying to build an image to put in all of our labs. Well, because the classes start next Monday this week, I've got to upgrade some rooms and shit like that. And shipping delays are kind of being crazy and all that. But anyway, tell me why every single person in the whole college email emails me today with, Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Hey, this needs to get done. We got a list from the chief of staff that was like, here are four things that you all need to have done by next Monday. And it just, it's like, we worked from home from March until mid-July, and we're just now knowing about this. You had all this time, and you, and and this is, this is what you do. That would really upset me. That would really, like, like, because I deal, I I have to deal with some of that shit at work, my day job sometimes, like. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going through, and man, I just oh. like that. That pisses oh. me off because then it's like you know, it's like you you know, you know, you sometimes you get the sense where like you know you're going in, you're doing this work, you know, you've got everything. It's close to school opening, and then like all of a sudden, boom! All these people who didn't listen to you in the beginning, just uh, yeah. Know. And it's like when I talk to my other coworkers, they're like, "Oh, welcome to UTC," you know, like that's how it normally is. And I, but in my head, I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Why <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that? It really wow. doesn't have to. That. But it's like I got, I got th- like five other projects I have to do this week and have by, done by next Monday, and now I've got to worry about your shit now because you were too lazy to check your email for the last two months. Yep. And but you know it's gonna oh, be fine. Indeed. It's gonna be fine, and, I, and this is gonna kind of bleed over into Ryan's corner. But I'm a uh, that's what triggered me uh, this week and today is yeah. negligent uh, faculty at the university that I work at. I started in segment. Pick up your game. Pick up your game. Uh, I think this is going to be a good segment. As we get this thing rolling more, I think we're going to have some guys go off. I'm, I'm excited this to see Danny like do therapy. this. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I know. Just, just get something off your chest. It's be good each week, each week. And then as we do this, you guys can you guys can scream at the radio, too, and get your, uh, get your vents out. Let it all out, baby. Let it all out. All right. 
a show that I thought was going to be under 30 minutes is now going to be over an hour. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, let's move into our big board of Girl Scout cookies. This is a good one. I hope you guys aren't hungry because this would be a hard one to uh, to listen to with, a, with an empty stomach. But let's get into our uh, big board of Girl Scout cookies. We're going to talk. You guys know them. I mean, you guys know the flavors. Um, there are some good ones out there, and we're going to rank them. And obviously, as we always do, we're going to ask you your opinions on social media at the end, about near the end of the week. You guys can let us know. But without further ado, I'll start this off. Um, big board of Girl Scout cookies, my number three. And this hurts me because I found out I was allergic to dairy two weeks before going to college. So I know how everything tastes. I can't eat it anymore. And I know how everything tastes. And it's terrible. But talking about this too. But, you know, we're going to do it. Um, my number three is the Tagalongs. Got to go with the Tagalongs, the peanut butter cookie, um, which is coated in chocolate. Peanut butter chocolate is a, is a Fugelstad family favorite, and we would destroy these. We would destroy these. So Tagalongs yeah, are my number three. Yeah, that's a good one. Tag, you gotta hide, The thing is with all Girl Scout cookies, too, is like you also have to – if you want to keep them for yourself, you got to hide them, bro. You can't just leave those sitting now because like, those things will be gone in a day if you let yeah. them. And I'll tell you the best way to store Girl Scout cookies is putting them in the freezer. Exactly. But that's the yeah. tough thing, too, because yeah, everybody, everybody else knows that. that in my house and be like, oh, the, the Thin Mints or the Tagalongs in the yeah. freezer. I'm going to take a whole handful. And next you thing gotta, you know, they're you all gotta gone. Replace, you got to replace the, the, the package. You got to take one in. roll and you got to put it like behind like the vegetables or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Or you just take the box and you put it in like a box of um, mm. something totally random, like, yeah. uh, like veggie burgers. Yeah. And you put it in the back of the freezer and no one will touch it. There you go. All right, that's my number three, Tagalongs. Ryan, going over to you, number three. Uh, man, this is hard. This is really hard because uh, Girl Scout cookies are so good. But um, number three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a cookie that has been discontinued that's a personal favorite of my girlfriend, uh, Savannah Smiles. Lemon-flavored okay. hey, cookie Savannah, dusted in powdered sugar. Crisp, zesty lemon wedge cookies dusted with powdered sugar. What, wait, what are the names of those? I don't think though? I've ever had that. Oh, the lemon ones are so good. I don't think I've had those, those ones. ones. Are fire. What are they called? Savannah, Savannah Smiles. Smiles. But yeah, they're oh, discontinued. They're Smiles? Yeah. Well, they're, I remember having those. Those are really good. The little lemony mm -hmm. coating at the bottom. A little something-something. Ooh, a little something-something. The beer. All right, Blake, number three. Heck. Take it away. My number three, I actually thought this was a discontinued cookie, but as I browse GirlScouts.org here in the Meet the Cookies page, it says that they exist now again, and that is the Thanks A Lot cookies. They used to be like animals. Like, it's a shortbread cookie with chocolate on the very back of them. I know when I was younger, they were like animals. You'd have a different animal on the cookie, chocolate on the back, but now it's Thanks A Lot, and they have it in different languages like English, French, Spanish, and all those good things. But, I mean, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of shortbread, I mean, that that's gas right there. A little glass of milk. Doesn't get any better than that. A little some some. A little some some. Um, little some, some. I'll tell you, if, if this if it wasn't uh, we we didn't we're in a tornado warning right now, this show would be titled a little some some. <laughs> without a doubt. All right, Blake, take it away, number two. All right, number two, uh, I'm going to go with Tagalongs. So I'm with you, Austin. It's one of the best cookies in the game, especially for Girl Scout cookies. I love peanut butter and chocolate. Honestly, one of the best combinations that exists is peanut butter and chocolate. We should do that as a big board. Big board of duos. Combinations. Big I thought you were going to say big board of peanut butter Ooh, chocolate products. Peanut butter chocolate. Oh, even better. Peanut butter and chocolate products. But yeah, peanut butter and chocolate, Tagalongs, that takes number two for me. All right, Ryan, number two. Man, I feel like I feel like Girl Scout cookies are so consistent. This is going to be a very like, yeah, van vanilla big board. Like we're all going to be agreeing <laughs> here. But I don't know. Y'all think I should? Do you think I should go true to myself, or or do go you think I should mix yourself. it up a little? Okay. Listen uh, to your well, heart. If I'm going true to myself, I'm saying tagalongs out of the freezer. I mean, all right. It's hard to beat them. You know, y'all have already talked about them enough. To, I don't have to say anything. Everybody knows. Everybody's had a tagalong before. Hell yeah. Well, it's like and they have the peanut butter like patties, too. I don't remember what they're called. But you know what I'm talking about? Where they have like the peanut butter, like the Oreo peanut butter cookie kind of thing. Dosey dos dosey like, dos Okay. See, like those are good, too. But like the thing about the that's different about the Tagalongs is like you do have Choc that chocolate outside and then you put it in the freezer like we've been talking about. And it's mm. unbelievable. Cho chocolate in the freezer. Anything chocolate in the freezer For real. is fantastic. Definitely. All right, Austin. Yeah, what's your number well, two? Number two. Um, I'm going to go off. 
the trail a little bit. I think this will probably keep my losing streak alive. But I can't do. I can't make a, a, this list without these cookies. I gotta go with Samoas. I think they used to be called Caramel Delights. Um, they're they're almost my favorite. They're incredible. I love coconut. So these with the coconut, the chocolate drizzle, drizzle on the top, uh, on the little circular cookie is just unbelievable. It's so it, good. It's dark chocolate too, right? So oh yeah, that, yeah. It's really good. Dark chocolate coconut flakes on top with the with the cookie. Those are so good. I mean, again, that's like dude, the healthy Girl Scout cookies, man. Samoas? Um, they're kind of healthier than most of them. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. Just because they got coconut on there don't mean <laughs> shit. They got caramel. They got chocolate. It's dark chocolate, though. That's true. See? Save you some calories right there. Okay. You know what? Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. 150 calories per two cookies. Uh, 10 grams of added sugar. Per two cookies, 20% of your daily value. And the number one ingredient is sugar. All right, I take that back because I think <laughs> even peanut butter <laughs> tagalongs are fucking even less than that, which is crazy Other. to me. So I take that back. All right, false alarm, false well, alarm. Well, I mean, hey, you get your protein out of your peanut butter. So I don't know why we're thinking, why we're talking about healthy cookies. Yeah, we're talking Neither, about none of these are going to be healthy. Um, all right, who wants to do number one? Ryan, you haven't started yet. Ryan, you're number one of Girl Scout cookies. I mean, I, I'm. I'm going with uh, frozen Samoas. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, I, I so thought Samoas, we were all going to have the same number one for a second. Are, are you going Samoas as well? No, no. no I thought you were going to say something else. I think, but gonna have the same I think I know what Blake is about to say, and I think it's going to win Blake this week again. Blake's been having like some sleeper OP picks. I have been. I, my, like my beer last week. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a game changer. Hey, to be fair, I did vote for you, Ryan. I did vote for you. I didn't even vote for myself. Look, I was going to vote for myself, and I accidentally hit your name because you were on the bottom oh, instead of me. So, so I voted for you, and it was totally not on accident. I totally agreed with your list 100% and didn't want Pizza Sticks to win. But Frozen Samoas. All right. All right. Um, Blake, just because I'm I'm a gentleman, I'll let you go first and take my number one. How, how could you? Number one, Frozen Thin Man, I mean, what what can you say? Frozen Thin Mints, you get the freshness of that peppermint, uh, the chocolate. Cold, it is literally top three cookie. Not even Girl Scout cookie. It's one of the best of the best. Frozen yeah. Thin Mints, easy number one for me. And, like, even for the people that don't, and obviously for me, no surprise, it's Frozen Thin Mints. Um, e- even, like, e- even for someone who doesn't like mint that much, it's, like, it's, it's, it's the perfect amount of mint and just... I, uh, it's so good. It's no, just, I, I, I'm totally froze, with you. Like when it's frozen, like you don't even dip it in, in in milk, man. Like straight out of the freezer, they're so yeah. so good. Well, that's so what I'm saying. Even, you can't beat them. Well, with the mint thing too, like I agree because like I don't really like York, like peppermint patties. Like I don't really like anything mint unless it's like a piece of gum. But thin mints, like it's just it's the perfect amount of mint yeah. where it's like you can still taste it, but it's not like okay, this is just all mint or anything. Like even I don't even like mint chocolate ch- chip ice cream. But as thin you mints, should not. Yes. Yeah, what? Get out of get out of here. Thin mint chocolate chip different? is an abomination That's on this planet. Pole. I That's agree. A household pole. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I That's think insane. thin mints are overrated too. I'm I'm doubling down. I think thin uh-huh. mints are overrated. I respect your number ones, but I'm gonna say they're overrated. I'm gonna say that your peppermint patties are a top five candy. What? So what? wait, wait, wait. Let's back it up. So you like your peppermint patties, but you don't don't. Like Mints or mint chocolate chip ice cream. Tell yes, me how that because, works. Because, listen here. Listen here. I'm going to tell you. York peppermint patties, they're not bashful with the mint. Okay? They're like, we got this peppermint right here. Because a lot of people don't like that much mint and thus don't like that candy. Oh, I do. And I like the texture on the inside, too. I like the texture of that minty so then, stuff. Why do you not like mint ice cream? A book, I don't know, man. I, it just doesn't, doesn't do it for Ooh. me. It, I eat it. And it's like. Am I brushing my teeth or am I having dessert? You know what I mean? It's like, what am I doing here? I don't know. I've just never been able to rock with it. But like, how can you how can you not like those two, but then like York? I mean, I get it because they aren't hiding the peppermint. Like it's this that is, is the draw. That is the allure of a York peppermint. This is, an, pad. This is an anomaly, Ryan. You like York? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the most and, mint and, and thin mint. Yeah, yeah. So what? like. Uh, so you like things that just load up the mint, but you don't like. Wait, 
I would gargle mouthwash before I eat mint chocolate chip ice cream. Well, how does that make sense? Dude, I eat a York patty and I feel like I just brushed my teeth. Exactly. But you just said the same thing about it. <laughs> all right. And with that said, we're going to go into the new segment that we're all excited about. Um, I'm going to go right back to him to kick it back over to Ryan for Ryan's Corner. And Ryan, I hope when you're editing this, you throw a nice little like da na 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 set intro or music over it right into your Ryan's Corner. Yeah. To hello, Ryan's corner. And then it's like, hello everyone. It's hey, Ryan. Neighbors. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey. The fireside it's, chat with Ryan. It's Ryan. <laughs> I wish I had like a glass of whiskey that I could like yeah. swirl around like I usually actually like I do. I do actually. Da-na-na. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week on Ryan's Corner. Uh it, it, we're not we're not being silly. It's just school is starting next week where I work and Everybody that works there is scrambling because shit's different. Fall semesters are already hard. So I just want to say to everybody, just just be kind and have some compassion and empathy for the people who work at your universities and understand that even if the solutions that we have for dealing with COVID and education in a, in a pandemic is not up to your standards, that we're doing the best that we can with the resources that we have. Just... Just be nice to somebody, wear your fucking mask, and, you know, drink water and shit. <laughs> and that was Ryan's Corner. Ryan's Corner. That's one of the best lines I've ever heard. Drink water and shit. No, just wear your, <laughs> wear your fucking mask and drink water and shit. That's, that, that's, that's got to be, yeah, be a motto. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, Josh, make a marble statue of me after that one and put it on there, you know? <laughs> Just put up a, 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 a statue right outside of uh, Ryan's apartment and just everything's right there. Everybody yeah, but it has to be there. one it's of those that of has statue. like like on Spongebob where it has like the uh, the seashell like covering yeah. me up. Yeah. And that's the only thing I'm wearing is a seashell. And I'm like, oops. <laughs> just a completely random pose that has nothing to do with the caption or anything. Exactly. Yeah, that's such a that's such a Ryan uh, monument too. But all right, I, I mean, another good episode. Obviously, not a lot of sports content here, but we just were hoping to keep you guys entertained for an hour here. Put a, a lot of fun segments in. Um, obviously, as camp gets rolling in, we're going to get diving into the bear stuff and and talk more about bears and and sports in general as we usually do at the top of the episode. But. As always, had a lot of fun. Hope you guys had a lot of fun as well. We'll be back next week. We're going to start bringing on uh, more guests and um, you know, thinking of new ways to get you guys involved. So keep, in, keep uh, that in mind on social media as we're uh, releasing these episodes. But as always, hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week with more great Bears content. And guests, stay safe, bear down, and go Bears. Bears. Go Bears. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.